Welcome to MedKinza Talks, your go-to source for bite-sized content in becoming future doctors. I'm your host, Kinza Hussein, and I'm a second-year medical student helping students navigate the ins and outs of one of the most competitive careers. I will be sharing the lessons I've learned and inviting guest speakers to provide real quality advice to help you get into medical school, succeed as a med student, and prepare you to become a future doctor. Want more free quality advice? Subscribe to my YouTube channel and follow me on Instagram at MedKinza, where I post videos and infographics delivering content to you every week. Now sit back, relax, and learn something new. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of my latest episodes released every week. Hey everyone, welcome. This is episode three, and it's a very special one because I am so excited to introduce our guest, Farhan. Many of us know him from his successful TikTok, where he has over 375,000 followers. He frequently, frequently posts the most hilarious videos related to medicine. One of my favorites is a series on the objects that are not meant to be in your body where he shows x-rays of crazy things found in people's bodies. Other than humorous videos, Farhan also posts informational content for aspiring doctors. Please join me in welcoming Farhan, who has taken the time out to answer some very specific questions to not only help me in my journey, but also our listeners. Hi, Farhan. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, Kinzo. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, of course. So you can go ahead and do a quick introduction. Who are you? Where are you? And what year are you in? So my name is Farhan. I am a medical student in uh, Southern California. And uh, I think you, you know, hit the nail on the coffin. You got pretty much everything right. I don't think there's much to add than that. (laughs) (laughs) So Farhan's in his fourth year of medical school, correct? Yeah. So what was the very specific driving force that motivated you to become a doctor? Um, for me, it was my parents. My parents are uh, immigrants who came from uh, Pakistan. And one of the things they wanted was for their kids to be, you know, educated, but at the same time to have uh, opportunities that we didn't have back in our home country. And um, I'm the youngest of all my siblings and watching them grow up and all of them became physicians there was a lot of stress on my shoulders, you know, to follow their path. But at the same time, it was a lot of motivation because I know I wanted to help people. I know I wanted to do something that makes a difference. I just didn't know exactly what I wanted until I got to college. I did some shadowing. I did some, you know, pre-med stuff that everyone does. and I fell in love with it even more. And that just solidified my path, I would say. Oh, that's great to hear. I would say I have kind of a similar story. I didn't really know if it was something I wanted versus my parents until I really delved into it and volunteered. So that's great to hear. So as a medical... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, it's like a very uh, common, you know, uh, story that we all, a lot of us have to deal with, like our parents' ambitions, but also what we want and balancing the two. So... And it's completely fine if you're someone who doesn't want to be in medicine and you have interests that like are outside of STEM to really embrace that and just stick to it and believe in yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Because you got you got to do what you want to do, because like especially in medicine, it's such a taxing career and such a taxing process to get through medical school, then residency and then work that if you aren't really in it for the long haul and you don't really want to do it if your heart's not there it's just gonna suck like no two ways around it yeah and the debt that you're gonna be in i like to talk (laughs) about that too because if you don't love it and you have over three dollars just about in debt behind your name 
I think it's going to make you hate it more. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, you know, that's one of the things in med school. Um, and as a pre-med, absolutely, that's not discussed enough, in my opinion. I think that I it's, uh, it's so important to discuss finances because people have this idea that, you know, as a physician, you're making an enormous amount. And some physicians do. But right. at the same time, behind that enormous amount is an enormous amount of debt just for school. Oh, 100%, yeah. You know, so it's, it's, it's really important to shed light for students and for just normal people too. Right. So as a medical student, what would you say is the number one most challenging part of being a med student? Uh, that's, I would honestly say it is balancing everything together. Yeah. Like for me, it, that it's not the content that's hard because after a certain point, I and I'm sure you can relate to that. Um, after a certain point in education, all the content you're learning is you know the same level of difficulty. It's balancing the the copious amount of information you need to know as a physician, remembering it, and then being able to apply it. That's hard. But and, but after that, you know, that's just like one aspect for me, though, is balancing my life. Like I'm married, you know, my wife isn't in medicine. She does something completely different. Yeah. Um, and then like, you know, my family lives nearby. That's another thing. I want to see my parents. I want to see my siblings. And then at the same time, I want to have like a life and see my friends. So all these things and oh, balancing medical school. I forgot about that. <laughs> so all of these things is so difficult sometimes that I'm like, often picking and choosing between you know medical school i can't pick and choose between that's a that's a staple that's a constant in my life right now right but everyone else kind of has to go on the back burner and i'm glad i'm really grateful that like you know my wife understands she's uh, her family is also in medicine so she knows she knew what she was getting into uh -huh. so you know i have that support my parents know because you know my siblings went through it and obviously my siblings know. and my friends are in medical school so we all understand but you still have that feeling that I'm not doing enough. I, I need to go see my friends. I need to see my, my family. I feel like I'm a, I'm a terrible, you know, son sometimes, even though everyone understands. So just that balancing act, in my opinion. Yeah, I completely agree with you, but I'm really glad that you value, you know, everyone else in your life. And I'm sure you take the time out to see them because yeah. you learn how to balance things over time. And I'm really glad that you tell yourself like medical school is important, but you know what? So are, so is my family. Yeah, it's not, you know, that's one thing that like, it's so important for medical students to realize because it's yeah. burnout is real. Like I felt it in, uh, in my second year, actually at the end of my first year of medical school, I felt burnt out. Yeah. I was tired. I was exhausted. I hated what we were learning. Not because I, I didn't like, you know, helping people. I was just burnt out and that took away my motivation to study. So if you don't, you know, take a step away from med school from your life your medical life and enjoy everything else it's so much harder really oh yeah is. and for me it was realizing that oh i don't need to study eight hours for this class i can study maybe four or five and i'll be okay i will pass yeah. the exam and i'll be okay yeah so yeah. what was the number one best part then of being in med school or as a student but uh i would honestly say like the number one best part is like the relations that I've been able to make, like curate yeah. over time. Um, not just with my colleagues, with my medical students, you know, fellow medical students, but also with like the, the attendings and the doctors we work with and the patients. Like just the other day, I saw a patient who uh, I treated them when they were pregnant. Mm -hmm. 
um, I was going through my OB-GYN rotation. The lady was pregnant. I took care of her. Then we did like her regular checkups. I was the first person she'd see and I would do the workup. And then a little while back, I was on a, uh, I was working in the neonatal unit when like the newborn babies are born, for those of you who don't know. So I was on the newborn service and it just turned out that she had her baby and I got to take care of the mother when she was pregnant and then the baby right when it was born. And like, she was so grateful because she felt so comfortable. You know, we built that rapport um, that she was so like calm when she saw me. Obviously she was scared. First time mother, a lot of things are happening, you know, around her, to her. She's in the hospital, even though everything was fine. She's just scared. And just to be able to, you know, talk to her and be like, hey, you're doing great. You're going to be fine. You're going to be a great mother. It, It just felt good. So these types of relationships, I think, is one of the best part of medicine. Um, you get to learn a lot. You get to learn a lot about the human body, about things that are going to happen to, you know, your family members and how you're going to treat it. But man, those relationships, I think is the most rewarding part of it all. Oh man, you're getting me excited. Cause like with COVID and all, we haven't been able to do any clinical stuff so far. So I'm feeling excited now to start hopefully soon going into the hospital again. It's a lot of fun. Once yeah. you guys get, you're in your second year, right? If I remember. Yeah, well. I just started my second year. Yeah, so your third year is going to be a lot of fun. I That's really enjoy the hospital work more than the, you know, the classwork. So <laughs> just, re- just remember, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> yeah, I'll keep that in but, mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my next question is something I really wanted to ask. Um, so being in the content creation space, um, how do you specifically manage your time to be a res- or sorry, a medical student and a content creator? Some people who aren't in the social media creative space may not realize the hours that go into filming, editing, and posting. So how do you keep track of like consistently posting almost every single day and editing that content with your busy work schedule? That's a great question. Um, so I'm gonna try to break it down. Okay. For me, like the truth is I wouldn't do this if I didn't have an interest in it. And when I mean by interest, it's not like, you know, getting the attention or getting like you know the accolades of having so many followers or whatever yeah Uh, obviously that that, that's just a sign of like i guess you could say uh clout (laughs) but realistically it's not about the clout it's not about that what i really enjoy about uh content creation is the process and i've always been like that i always like making videos and you know working with uh uh, cameras that's a hobby i've had since high school i would say um And it was really difficult for me in college to kind of mesh my two hobbies together. I always tried to find ways of like doing things I like in like the medical sphere. And it wasn't until recently that I started realizing, you know, this is a way for me to decompress. So number one, it's so important to have a hobby, no matter what you do, no matter what career or path you choose in life. If it's something, if it's a career that's going to take up a lot of your time, you need to have something that allows you to decompress. And I use uh, social media, but I use content creation and making videos as my hobby. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's something that has allowed me to stay sane during certain <laughs> rotations. Because I would come home and I'd be like, all right, you know what, let's, you know, my wife still has a little bit of work she needs to complete. I'm going to do a little bit of editing and it would just help me decompress. That was one of the things. The other thing is in the beginning, it's really hard. 
for sure it's really hard, but I think of it as like a roller coaster ride, right? Like the very first roller coaster, uh, you know, like majority of the roller coasters have a huge dip early on, right? But oh, yeah. before the dip, there's a whole ramp up. And social media, in my opinion, is very similar to that. When you are getting started, it's a lot of upfront work you need to put in. Like you have to put in the work upfront because that'll prepare you for later on. And now I'm at this point where, you know, it's great that I have, you know, a, 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 a huge number behind me of supporters who want to see my content, who like yeah. what I'm posting, but they've actually made it so much easier because I have flushed out all the kinks in my process. So I know now uh, how to effectively post a, you know, make a video on TikTok or on, on Instagram or even on YouTube without it eating too much into my day without it, you know, taking up too much time. But at the same time, I wouldn't be able to do it if I hadn't put in the work early on. In the beginning, I was spending like, I kid you not, maybe two to three hours a day trying to figure out what works, what doesn't work. And that's what I think everyone needs to remember is once you figure that out, once you have your little niche and you know how you're going to do your, you know, your posts and your day-to-day yeah. stuff, it makes it so much easier. And it's more tolerable and manageable across the board. Right. That's, that's, yeah. My, my and, you've been, and you've been doing this. You said you've had an interest in this since high school. So you had years of some experience, even if you weren't doing it every day like you are now, you at least had some knowledge like, oh, this is like what a good camera is or this is how you make a video. Like just today, I learned how to turn on a Canon because I'm borrowing <laughs> my roommate's camera because I still film on my iPhone, you know? Yeah. And I think the camera just did something. Oh, well. But I still film on my iPhone and I'm still trying to figure out lighting. And I've only been in the video creation space for a year. And like lighting is my worst enemy. So then yeah. you have to figure out a ring light. But then the ring light, you know, everything comes with its own problems. I really relate to that. Thank you for speaking to that. Yeah. And enjoy the process of the, like oh, learning. Yeah. Because once you're there, like, you know, I know, I know exactly how it feels. You never know which ring light to choose, which is a good <laughs> angle. Right. Uh, but once you, you know, get through it, you're going to look back at your videos and be like, man, like, look how far I've come, you oh, know? Oh, it's exciting. So, yeah, it's a fun process. Yeah, I would say for, for me, editing is like super fun. I love being creative with it, with That's the music really cool, and yeah. the overlays. So my last yeah. question for you is what's one very specific piece of advice you would leave our listeners with today? It could be related to medicine or completely unrelated, but some piece of advice that has made a significant positive contribution to your life. Well, the, the number one advice I can do is don't like second guess yourself, right? Um, yeah. because especially in like the medical sphere, especially in being a pre-med, it's very easy to second guess yourself, to second guess your abilities, to second guess your knowledge. Uh, and that's that's kind of a bad thing to have if you constantly do it because then you're never gonna take those steps to do something you really wanna do. Case in point, when I first started my TikTok, I was constantly second guessing, hey, should I do this? Should I do this? Maybe, you know, like I had doubts about myself. I had yeah. doubts about my abilities. Um, and I kept wondering, do people even want to see me? Like, do people even care? And if I had gotten stuck in that process, I would have never seen like, you know, uh, the things I'm seeing now. I would have never made the connections I've been so blessed to make with people as amazing as you. I've been get, I've been got, uh, I've had the ability to meet people like, uh, um, Magnolia Prince, who's also who's an anesthesiologist. Yeah, balanced anesthesia, yeah. Yeah, and, and like just crazy people who I would have been like, wow, they, these are such big names. 
but for me i've just been interacting with them over time that it's so normal so that's like the number one thing like believe in yourself make sure you don't let anyone put you down and it's so easy especially as a pre-med my god oh, yeah. it's so easy <laughs> you so put you, like, down. <laughs> exactly yeah you really do like we have this whole thing in in the pre-med culture so don't you know don't doubt yourself believe in yourself and don't ever second guess yourself like you guys got what it takes whoever's listening to this you have what it takes to be successful not just in medicine but whatever you want to do you can you know be successful if you just believe in yourself and you work hard those two things everything will come together after that that was amazing advice and it really hit home because it took a lot for me to reach out to you and other creators in the space because I had those same exact thoughts like, am I even good enough? Are they going to even give me their time? Like, am I big enough? So that really hit home even for me. So thank you yeah. so much for sharing that. And I'm so glad no. that we got a chance to connect. Absolutely. I'm, I'm really happy too because uh, I, I think we've been following each other for a little while now, but it's always good to do a project together because, you know, that just means that now, next time you want to do anything, I'm always available. You know, I'm always open to it. It just makes it easier. And then, you know, that's how you make connections in general. So yeah, if I were you, don't so give up. Much. This is great. This is, what you're doing is great. Thank you. So thank you so much, you guys, for listening. Make sure you follow Farhan on TikTok and Instagram. His handle is at mad.medicine. Also, if you've learned one little thing from this show, I would really appreciate it if you could, could leave a rating and review. It means a lot to me and I read them all. If you've enjoyed the podcast, make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. See you in the next one.